Joel Embiid was a man on a mission. Absolutely carried the Sixers down the stretch to just survive the Hornets in overtime. Plus, it's been reported that Damian Lillard wants to play with Ben Simmons. You do not want to miss what my guest has to say about the Blazers, the Sixers, Dame, CJ, and what trade possibilities are actually realistic. That's right now on Locked on Sixers. You are Locked on 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter, serving up content to Sixers fans. Hey, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, why don't you leave a review? I'd greatly appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Serena Winters. I love the comments I've been getting lately. So many of you find me on Twitter, comment about the show, ask me questions for the mailbag. I absolutely love it. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free, available on all platforms. Plus, we've got great sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Let's do it. It's showtime, baby. Joel Embiid, what is there to say? Man, it was the Embiid show to close out this game against Charlotte. Joel scored 13 of the Sixers' final 16 points to ensure the Sixers snuck out with a victory against a completely undermanned Charlotte Hornets roster. More on that in a minute. Joel also with a great assist to Tobias Harris for the last bucket in OT. But first, can we just take a moment of silence to celebrate what we just saw from Joel? I mean, poor 6'7 PJ Washington, who had the impossible task of guarding the big fella for the majority of this one. I mean, one of Joel's 13 points down the stretch was an absolutely ridiculous one-handed dunk after flying by Cody Martin. And all PJ Washington could do in the paint was just Watch and respect Joel's dominance. And then after that, we had an Embiid step back, a long jumper, a tip-in off a Harris miss, and a perfectly executed pass to Tobias Harris in the post from the top of the three to seal the deal. Hey, it was almost like Joel Embiid knew a thing or two about exactly where Tobias would need to catch the ball in the post. If only we could have Joel passing to himself in the post. (laughs) I kid, kind of. Look, there were some passes inside to Embiid tonight. Let's just say that they were suboptimal. Including one from Danny Green with just a minute to play in the fourth that led to a Hornets three-pointer on the other end. Definitely an area the Sixers have to work on. But Joel finished with a season-high 43 points in 41 minutes on an efficient 15 of 20 with 15 rebounds and 7 assists. 
the only sixer to have more 40-point, 15-rebound, and at least five assist games than Joel Embiid. By the way, Joe had his fourth tonight. You might have heard of him. He goes by the name of Wilt Chamberlain. And after the game on the NBC Philly broadcast, Allah asked Joel how close he was to 100%. Joel said he's not even close. That he's still feeling it, the effects of COVID. He gets tired easily and he feels pretty weak, but every single day, he's slowly getting better. I also loved when he just came out of the gates in the postgame interview and just said, Hey, I'm the closer. I've proved that I can be. And this is my role. Damn right, Joe. Damn right that's your role. And he's earned every bit of it. Great to see Tobias Harris take a pair of non-hesitation threes tonight, huh? Both assisted by Joel Embiid. Hey, we all know and are very well aware that Tobias generally likes to put the ball on the floor. But seeing him just take a couple of catch-and-shoot threes, both went in, by the way, back-to-back. That was great to see. Want to see more of it. But I was happy we saw that tonight. What in the heck were the Sixers doing in the first quarter of this game is beyond me. I mean, I'm not going to go in depth, but look, Charlotte was the team playing on the second night of a back-to-back. If you didn't know any better, you would have thought it was the Sixers. The Hornets were without five. Five of their rotation players. Two of which are in their top three leading scores. And the Sixers just barely squeaked out with a victory in this one. I mean, you look at the stat sheet, and if you did not watch this game, you'd be wondering how the Sixers won. You would think the Hornets won if you looked at everything but the score. I mean, Charlotte took 20 more shots than Philly. 20 more, and the Sixers still won. I mean, that's, that's unheard of. Charlotte had 58 points in the paint. The Sixers had 46. Charlotte had 23 second-chance points. Sixers got to be better at defensive rebounding. And the Sixers' turnovers in this one, they gave up 23 points. Tyrese Maxey did not play in this one. Sixers are saying he had a non-COVID-related illness, the first game that he's missed. And Maxi, really one of the main guys who's not been turning the ball over for the Sixers, that could definitely be one of the reasons why the Sixers had so many turnovers tonight. But guess what? The Sixers get another crack at Charlotte on Wednesday. But that is enough of that game. Coming up, the Blazers, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Ben Simmons, We have so much to talk about. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam. Out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. On average, people are saving up to $720 a year with Truebill. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. You just link your accounts. That's it. 
And then Trubo will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. You know how many times I've looked at my credit card statement and realized I was being charged a monthly charge for something I had no idea renewed? Truebill makes sure that does not happen ever again. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. Look, I don't have the time or money to go get massaged on a weekly basis, even a monthly basis, anything like that. But you know what I do have time for? The Theragun. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Look, don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me. What are you trying to say? I'm not an elite athlete. Come on now. (laughs) Just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Man, does it feel good. You've got to try this. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on, therabody.com slash locked on. Thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Joining me now is Danny Mering, host of the Jack Ramsey's podcast, who has covered the Trailblazers for gosh, how long now, Danny? Have you been covering this team? Uh, this is year nine, which year feels nine. like a long time. Year nine. <laughs> and Danny and I go way back when I was in Portland for a hot minute, also covering the Blazers. And Danny, I mm-hmm. called you up because look, our two teams are currently at the forefront of all the trade rumors right now. And as the world like, turns, right. And every day <laughs> there's a new spin, right? It's like, you know, last week we're talking about Dame being one of the top trade targets for Daryl Morey. Yesterday we're talking about Stephen a coming out and saying that the only team that Dame would be interested in leaving for is his team. Of course, the New York <laughs> Knicks. Right. And then today you've got Sam Amick and, you know, Sharania, the athletic reporting that Dame wants to play with Ben Simmons, right? So we are all over the place. I have so many questions. <laughs> and Danny, you have been around this team for so long. So first, at this point, do you think it is up to Dame whether or not he gets traded? I, I want to say yes, but it's my knee-jerk reaction. But the more I start thinking about it, the more I don't know, because I don't believe Jody Allen is in this as an owner for the long haul. From, from what I have been told and from what has been said behind the scenes for really two years is that it's an asset that's kind of stuck in Paul Allen's trust and his will right now that once it's kind of unwound and once everybody understands what's going on and expansion happens in the league, that there's a strong likelihood that she gets out of the ownership game. Um, if it was still Paul Allen's team and he's still alive, then then yes. Because I think what Paul, with his relationship with, with Damian Lillard, I think that would be something where they wouldn't go against Dame in a situation unless Dame said yes. But mm-hmm. Neil's gone. Chris McGowan's gone. Uh, Jody Allen's in charge. Now, Burt Cold, who's uh, the head of Vulcan, is still there. That's the one, I think, string you can pull on. But 
I don't know. And I, I think with Joe Cronin stepping in as the interim GM for the Trailblazers, and although he's been with the team for a very long time, I don't know how much power he's going to be granted by ownership, by Vulcan, to make moves or to not make moves or to just facilitate what they would like. So what was once, I think, very clear in that Damien Lode would be able to dictate that, I don't know if that's entirely the case. I will say this. Over the past couple of weeks, with Damian Lillard basically coming out and Neil O'Shea being terminated, I would say that if there was some kind of power struggle or something along those lines, it appears Dame has won. So for the time being, I would I would lean towards yes, but it's not as clear of an answer as I think it once was before. So then what does a Ben Simmons trade hypothetically to Portland look like in your eyes? And also... How do you see then Ben Simmons fitting in in Portland? Hilariously, I think two games before the uh, non-dunk pass in the playoffs, I said, you know, if teams really wanted to shake it up between Portland and Philly, CJ for Ben on the surface makes sense. Ben's five years younger, obviously a defensive player of the year candidate, a supreme playmaker, all those things. Even with all of his warts, he's a tremendous player. CJ's a shot creator, shot maker, and it would pair very well with floor spacing with Toby and Joel. Uh, and I was like, you know what? <sighs> Screw it. CJ and three first round picks. It's, it's a heavy tax to pay, but you're, you're talking about arguably the best point of attack defender in the league, a six foot 10 multi-positional athlete. It's the exact thing that Portland needs. And if you have Damian Loder and you have Ben Simmons and you've got some other guys around him, you don't care about draft picks for the next five years. That's, that's not the goal. So I, I think that's ultimately where I end up still. If it turns into CJ two first and, and, a, and a young guy like Nasir Little, who would it would kill me to see him go. Um, it gets a little dicier, but I, I, I'm, I'm pretty entrenched in the CJ and three first just because of the situation for both parties. Uh, but as far as fit goes, I don't think there's a better player outside of Damian Lillard with the exception of Steph Curry. That's it. That the, if you're looking for a guy that makes sense, I've heard the, well, there's not enough ball to go around. Damian Lillard has played his entire career with one of either CJ McCollum or LaMarcus Aldridge, not exactly guys known for uh, keeping the ball moving. <laughs> I mean, so this whole idea of like, oh, I don't, how could they possibly figure it out? And I go, listen, if they can get Ben to buy in 20% into a Draymond Green role to be a screener with Damian Lillard on a regular basis, and then let him basically run staggered bench units, and then close the game as either a four or a five and run one, four, one, five pick and rolls between probably would be the most lethal pick and roll combo in the NBA. I, I'm not exactly struggling to figure out how that's going to work all that well. It's just, I think it's about as good a fit as you can get in the NBA is when, when you're talking about, you know, a, a player playing alongside Ben Simmons. And when Ben's got the ball, if you've got Dame, if you've got Norman Powell, if you've got Anthony Simons, you've got premier three-point shooters who can tack closeouts and make decisions. I don't think you can find better players to put around Ben Simmons. See, and then I, from the Sixer side of things, thinking about Ben Simmons getting traded for CJ and how mm -hmm. CJ would fit in Philly and look Daryl Morey coming out and saying that he wants a superstar, you know, all-star caliber player type back in a Ben Simmons trade, you know, as good as a shot creator from the perimeter that CJ is, I don't see him as that player per se for Philly. Mm -hmm. And then what he's six, three, maybe. Um, six, two, and man. so 
six, two and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> defensively, you know, you think about lineups of him and if it's Seth Curry together, as mm-hmm. an example, who's what six, two or, you know, about the same size, pretty much mm-hmm. as CJ, that's hard for me to see fitting, but then, you know, we've got this article that came out in the athletic with Sharania and, and Amick. Mm-hmm. And he says that, you know, a framework was discussed for a trade for Simmons involving CJ and mm-hmm. a first round draft pick and a young player, such as, like you said, little or Simons. Um, and then, you know, the 76ers sources told them at one point asked the Blazers for CJ and multiple draft picks and multiple draft swaps, which Portland then rejected. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all, it's all interesting here, but I think from a Sixers perspective, they want Dane. They don't want sure. CJ. So then do you think that there is any chance that Dame gets traded, get winds up in Philly? I mean, you got Spider-Man coming out here soon. So you got this whole multiverse theory, right? There's a universe out there where Dame ends up in Philadelphia. But if you're spinning the wheel, it's definitely some Doctor Strange. It's that one time because it's, it's, I don't think it's a very likely scenario. When you're looking at Damian Lillard and the assets coming back, for a team resetting, I don't want a 25-year-old Ben Simmons. It's not, that's not going to cut it. I want a rookie-scale deal. I want Shea Gilgis-Alexander leaving the Clippers going to OKC. I want a blue-chip prospect and the players and the picks behind it. I don't want a guy that's already making $40-plus million. Give me some expiring deals to match the money, and then give me the blue-chip and the picks. That's what I'm looking for if, if I'm Portland, because you're talking about your franchise's arguably best player of all time. If you want to split hairs between him and Clyde Drexler, fine. I don't care. But you're still talking about the dude. And so Ben's not going to cut it. So if you look at the other offers that are out there, the only way Dame gets to Philly is if Dame goes full toxic, which you've Hmm. covered this team. You know Damian Lillard. Do you think he has a a bone in him that's going to allow him to go the full level of toxic like a Ben Simmons or like a James Harden? That is going to go. I'm not going anywhere but Philadelphia. That's hard for me does. to imagine. I, I can't. I can't. I can't say that he does that. No. That's and if tough. you look at you look at other teams that are out there, uh, you look at a New Orleans who would want to pair maybe a Dame with a Zion to get Zion to to figure it out to bring it together. It's kind of a patchwork. But Brandon Ingram and the trove of picks that they have from the Anthony Davis deal and from the Drew Holiday deal. Now you get a little bit closer to, I think, what might be in line for Portland as far as a make good Damian Lillard deal. Um, no, no, what were you saying? I was just going to say, Danny, I've still got some questions for you. I got a couple more questions for you. No, no, can, you go, hang on? Go. can you hang on with me for a minute? Absolutely. Great. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money, you'll save and all that edge you'll gain. Just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, 
Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer and former host of the pod joining the show tomorrow. We're going to have some fun, but first, let's get back to Danny. Danny, we just... We just started to get real interesting here because <laughs> I feel like some Sixers fans pipe dreams might be on the horizon of just being exploded, right? Because <laughs> it's like, we feel like Dave could be in reach, but then listening to you, it sounds like you don't even think that the Sixers have anywhere as near as good of an offer as some other teams mm-hmm. could have for Dame. So when I'm thinking about that, the likelihood then just seems so low for that to happen. You take a look at what Daryl Morey may or may not have offered when you talk about the reports for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has warts. There's no doubt about it. Hmm. I like him. I think he's a, he's a great fit. But he you wanted... Think he has some warts, Danny? <laughs> He uh, he wanted C.J. McCollum and basically six picks for him. What do you think Damian Lillard is going to command? It's going to be more than Ben Simmons. It's going to be Ben Simmons. It's going to be Tyrese Maxey. It's going to be every pick that you have in perpu- into, into perpetuity. It's Damian bleeping Lillard. But Daryl Morey did hire Damian Lillard's <laughs> trainer, <laughs> Phil Beckner. As a coaching assistant, that had skills, to have skills coach. Skills coach that had to have been calculated. Uh, listen, Daryl's not new to this game. <laughs> there's not. There's a reason why Daryl Morey has a, had, or excuse me, had uh, up until you know we we didn't have uh, everybody at summer league. Daryl Morey's ping pong party was such a, a great place to be. It's a it's a great place to get intel. It's a great place to kind of know what's going on in the league in the summertime. Daryl's. Daryl's well-liked. He's well-respected. It's because he understands people. He understands how things work. He's willing to play the long game. And he's the he's been the most successful outside of Jerry West superstar trader in the in the NBA, maybe ever. I, I don't I don't think it, like anybody's really gonna push back or argue on that. He's been very successful uh, as far as making big time power broker moves. So all hope is not lost then. All sure. hope is not lost, Moran. Again, that that one that one hope that you're pulling for out of those 14 million and 31 instances is Dane becomes so enamored with playing in Philadelphia with Toby and Joel, mm-hmm. and that he and from what I understand, he's looked at, at other pastures before. You know, he's kind of listen. It's year ten. You haven't won a title. You've been you've had some issues with roster composition i think it's only natural to go look and see what else is out there but the realization turns into well for me to get to another team right now with the way teams are structured it's going to gut that team very much carmelo anthony asked leaving the, the the nuggets and going to the knicks like yeah you got to where you wanted to go but was it worth it because you you yourself cost that team <laughs> the the roster composition to build around you so I think that calculation has kind of been there for Damian Lillard. And the one thing that always comes up is loyalty, 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 loyalty to a fault. And I Mm -hmm. I know people get tired of hearing this, 
but I have talked to people around him. I have talked to his teammates. I have talked to a lot of people over a lot of years, and they all say the same thing. He's too loyal. He won't, he won't force things. He won't force the issue. And Dame has said it publicly. The, the one line that will stand out with me as long as I ever cover this man. He said, if I was the GM, Sasha Pavlovich would still be here. And Sasha Pavlovich was here his rookie year. <laughs> Sasha's not in the league anymore. He's, he's patently aware of who he is and how he wants to ride with whoever is there with him. So it's going to be an interesting situation. How it, how it plays out basically between now and February 10th, it's, especially with Neil now gone, I have no clue. So then let me ask you about CJ McCollum. Mm-hmm. The games I've watched yeah. of the Blazers this year, Mm. what is going on with CJ? I mean, you look at the, whether you watch games or not, you look at his stats and his numbers or his production is clearly down mm-hmm. and Dames as well, but Dames also been dealing with an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but CJ, there, there's just something that seems off about him yeah. on the court. Am I reading that wrong? No, not at all. Things have run its course as much as Ben Simmons may have overworn his welcome and things just between him and Joel on the basketball court don't make sense anymore. They don't make a sense anymore for the Blazers. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic in the postgame press conference the other night said, hey, we're actually really good off the court, which is kind of a damning statement, under, understanding that on the court, we're just not on the same page anymore. And I think anywhere, you, you and I have both worked in media. We've worked at different places. You just, after a certain amount of time, you go on to somewhere else. You, you just, things just don't work out or you outgrow certain situations. And I think that's very much the same in professional sports. And we tend to kind of gloss over that a lot of like, Oh, this guy's washed or this, this guy's angry. And it's like, no, in in our personal and professional lives, we outgrow relationships. Things change. And Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum been together for eight years and they've been kind of doing the same things. And I think that they they could probably both stand to have some change. Uh, And I think CJ McCollum in this particular instance is finally going, "Eh, you know what, whatever. Do you think that a scenery change for him changes I, things for him? Does yes. he still have a lot left in the tank? Yeah. I mean, he's, I, I think that everything he's doing right now is trying to second guess and, and, and change things and guys, whether they agree or don't agree with Chauncey or, you know, whether there was issues in the past with Terry and, and just kind of how things have worked out with the team. I think stagnancy has been the biggest issue. And I think that that frustration is, is the the biggest bugaboo for this team because the vibes with the team are bad. Like it's, it's, it's not good basketball. They, they've lost their last two games by a combined 61 points. They got throttled by a meh Spurs team. And then they got absolutely housed by, by the Boston. Celtics. They, they got, they got embarrassed. The final four minutes of the game was literally a mockery. I mean, the whole piston or the Celtics bench is, is dancing up and down on the court. They got a technical foul. And I wasn't even mad at the Celtics. I was mad at the Blazers for not having the heart and not having the, 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 the wherewithal to kind of knock that stuff off. Sure. Uh, so it's, it's in a bad position right now. So everything you look at, everything you look at with this team right now is just kind of like, Ugh, that's not great. So you're just trying to take it piece by piece. If, if I'm Joe Cronin, if I'm looking at things right now, if I've been given the authority to make real changes, then I'm moving CJ McCollum. That is the first thing that I'm trying to do. But also everybody else knows that's what you're trying to do. Um, beyond that, you're looking at moving Robert Covington. You're looking at moving Yusuf Nurkic because they both have expiring deals. And I think in both situations, they also need a change of scenery. And that's kind of contributing to the, the major bummer factor that is just kind of permeating the team right now. Well, his name is Danny Meringue. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Meringue. If you follow the Blazers, 
If you are a Blazers fan and you aren't following <laughs> Danny, something is wrong with you because he is one of the best. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Check out his podcast, Jacked Ramsey's. Thank you, Danny. It is so good to hear from you. <laughs> and I will say that, you know, I'm not feeling too good about Dame going to the Sixers after our little chat here, but mm. I still appreciate your insight. <laughs> oh, thank you, friend. I appreciate you. I miss you. And hopefully uh, we get to uh, talk about a, a trade here very soon between Portland and Philadelphia, and it doesn't involve Damian Lillard. If that's the case, <laughs> you know I'm having you back on. Thanks, Danny. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Sixers. Don't forget tomorrow we've got an old friend on the show, Keith Pompey, former host of this podcast, reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer, is joining us from Charlotte. If you've got questions for him, tweet at us. We'd love to had them on the show. All right, thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. Looking for some gambling insight? Check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. We'll see you tomorrow.